time is swirling around me. The Master, Captain Jack Harkness, Ruth. Something's coming for me. I can feel it. Oh, Adam, there are so many things we could be talking about right now. You know, we can talk about the fact that Jodie Whittaker confirmed that she's coming back for at least one more season of Doctor Who. Check. We could talk about the rumors that Tosin Cole is bowing out because he got cast in another TV show. I can't believe it, but check. There's news out there, but you know what? I don't, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Whew. There's only one thing I want to talk about right now. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't only, have thought only it. One? Only yeah, one? I wouldn't have thought it would have been an episode titled "Fugitive of the Jadoon." I know, right? This not, this was not one that I was putting much stock in, if I'm totally honest. Uh, we're gonna just go right into it because you know we're not gonna do any pregame, you know, small talk. We're just gonna jump right into this episode because I think we have a lot to talk about, and they really threw us for a loop. Absolutely, with the fugitive of the Jadoon, yep. because even the title is a is a fake out. You don't look at that title and think anything important is gonna happen in this episode. No, and and looking back at some of the promo pictures, even like they did a a pretty darn good job of allowing the title and allowing the promo pictures to totally mislead where we were going in this episode. Oh, absolutely, and just the timing of where this episode falls. Oh yeah, and kind of in the middle of a season, whereas in the past we've always talked about how the BBC is not very good about, you know, keeping this stuff secret. In fact, they don't try to, when it comes right. to a new doctor or a character returning, they tend to really start to promote that ahead of time, almost as a way to get a lot of viewers. It's like, Hey, look, like we we're introducing the war doctor and it's going to be played by John Hurt. And, you know, you should be excited about that. You know, there was no big secret or big surprise when John Hurt showed up as the doctor. Um, and that usually happens in a special, right? Like it happens in a in a special or a season finale. But to just be a random episode in the middle of a season with a with a ho hum title and a ho hum alien, you know, species. Wow, did they I mean hats off <laughs> to them because I, I know you got spoiled by at least one of the things that happens in this episode, but I was completely unspoiled. I learned my lesson. I stayed off social media on Sunday leading up to the episode and I was absolutely blown away by a couple things that happened in this in this episode. Yeah, and and I will say that I was I was spoiled. But given the nature of what took place in this episode, it was one of those things where I guess like when you see oh the masters returning um on social media, you look at it and you go, "Oh junk, I've been spoiled." that's definitely going to happen. And you kind of move forward. When I saw what I saw on social media, it was like, really? No, that, that can't be it. And I immediately closed things down and it was like, there's absolutely no way possible that this could happen. And I did entertain some thoughts in regards to, well, if this was going to happen, how would it take place? Never, never expecting what came in the episode to actually happen. So yeah, I was spoiled 
but it was still fascinating to watch it unfold. And the entire time I'm saying to myself, this is not happening. This can't happen. This can't happen right now. Well, let's, we'll just get it out there right now because if you have tuned into this episode of Bad Wolf Radio and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? I haven't even seen this episode yet. It's probably not that big a deal because it's called Fugitive of the Jadoon. Like, stop listening. Stop. We haven't spoiled it yet, but there's some huge spoilers in this episode that you're going to want to watch and get and get surprised. How? I mean, if you're listening to this at this point, you haven't been spoiled, I'd be shocked. Honestly, <laughs> but, you know, let's just, we're just going to put it out there just in case. Spoiler alerts. We're going to be talking full spoilers. We're probably going to start right away talking spoilers um, so we can kind of really get into the, the meat of this episode. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know how you wouldn't be at this point because... Although I thought they did a pretty good job this time of not spoiling anything until the U.S. airing, they didn't wait too long. Um, because I know right away, I think the next day, I think they at least waited to the next day. But the next day I saw them dropping videos on YouTube. Um, you know, Captain Jack, you know, John Barrowman doing interviews. Yeah. Um, them talking about the new doctor, like all that stuff was just... And now if you look at any of the Instagram, Facebook, anything, it's all over YouTube. So the spoilers are out there by the official account at this point. So if anybody's made it that far and not seen anything, I'd be shocked. In fact, I had a friend I was talking to earlier today who had kind of sworn off Doctor Who and had seen spoilers for this episode on social media and was like, well, this, this is kind of interesting. I think I'm going to start watching again. That's... The the nature of my being spoiled, I have to say, it wasn't from an official account. It was from a fan celebrating. And so I can't <laughs> I can't look at that and be like, oh, how dare you? Although it was frustrating. I wish I wouldn't have seen it. But the nature of their celebration, totally valid. Like I'm I'm glad they could celebrate in that moment. I'm happy. I'm happy that they have something to celebrate like that. Though it would have been really nice to experience it firsthand with having everything um, unspoiled for me. But it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing you were spoiled by the the doctor thing. Were you also spoiled by the return of Jack, Captain no, Jack? No, that, that totally caught me off guard. Oh, good, good. Um, so that, that, was, that was one of those moments where uh, my response was just sitting there with a big grin on my face because the moment you hear his voice you know exactly who it is and you know exactly what is happening. And I just, I don't know. I gave a big cheesy grin at that point and just watched gleefully as everything unfolded from that. All right. Well, we are going to get to all of that because I do want to talk about, you know, Jack and the reactions and all the other cool stuff that happens later in the episode. But I do want to talk about the other stuff that happens in the episode. We got to get yeah. this epi episode. It's, it's due. Um, this one, you know, this one being the fugitive of the Jadoon, we had kind of speculated on who we thought the fugitive was and all of that stuff. Um, they jump kind of right into it and they show, well, they show um, Ruth looking at her, her wristwatch is kind of the opening of the episode. And then we soon find out it's her birthday. And I had, somebody had actually kind of pointed out a couple of the details on the wristwatch that I didn't even notice, but they were saying, oh, look, they were kind of trying to tease or trying to tip us off. Um, but some of the details, like the little dial on the side kind of has a bit of a little bluish kind of um, almost sonic looking element. 
um, and then the hands of the watch are like very TARDIS blue. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a little cool. You know, I don't think anybody would have seen that and thought, oh, Doctor. Right. But it was kind of some cool detail that they added in once we do realize, you know, that she was the Doctor. And, and that's one thing that, I mean, we probably won't spend all that much time talking about it this episode just because how much stuff that we have to talk about it. But this episode was beautifully shot. Um, Absolutely. Some, some of the, some of the um, way that they framed shots, the way that the camera panned at certain moments, it was very, very beautiful episode. And so that initial shot of the watch face, because that's pretty much how the episode opens. Um, it's just one of those like artistic shots that you'll find throughout the episode. And so, yeah, I've seen references to it um, throughout different things where it's like, oh, that was a tease. Oh, that was a tip off. Really in the midst of it, though, one thing that you're struck by is it's just a very well shot, very beautiful, very artistic episode as it goes through. Oh, definitely. It was. And there's some scenes later in the episode where they were cutting between different events that were happening that were kind of related yeah. And it was like the way they would cut back and forth. It was just so well done. Just, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a top notch Doctor Who episode. I know we've been critical of, you know, kind of the, of Chibnall's run of the Doctor to an extent. I mean, we've, we've said very, very positive things and some negative things, but I think this is a really good example of my taste in Doctor Who and kind of, what I would like to see more of, but this, this one to me ranks really high in across all of Dr. Who, not just this version of the doctor. Oh, absolutely. I fully agree. Like it had key elements of a doctor who story. It felt very much like doctor who, but it felt like doctor who took five, 10, 13 steps forward in regards to kind of production production value, even the Jadoon, like the way that they looked I couldn't decide whether it was wh- whether they were um oh what is that called practical effects or if they were CGI. I mean there were definitely moments where it's like I don't know if that's just a very well done rubber mask or CGI imposed. Um yeah, they I thought the same thing because we've seen that alien before, but I think they've made some major advancements in how they presented them. And they're, you know, a typical Doctor Who alien, super over the top looking, cheesy, but at the same time, they really did a good job with the animatronics of the face, which I believe yeah. is what they did. I, I don't think it was CGI at all. Um, based on some interviews I had seen with the cast, they okay. were talking about how there was somebody kind of off to the side controlling the the movements of the mask. Um, so yeah, I thought it was very believable um, for for Doctor Who standards, and it wasn't off putting like some of the other aliens kind of are. When you're just like, okay, it's Doctor Who, but they look super cheesy. Yeah, they they sold it. They sold it very, very well. Um, yeah, like, it, like well Ryan done. said about Jack, it was che- cheesy, but the good kind of cheesy. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we get introduced to Ruth and Lee. They're married. Um, they live in a flat, you know, which in America we call those apartments. And... We also get introduced to, or not introduced to, but they're back in that city that we couldn't pronounce. 
Gloucester. Gloucester is the correct pronunciation, which we were 0 for 6, I think, on trying <laughs> in our in our last episode. But um, yeah, so Gloucester, which is the spelling of it doesn't imply that. But, you know, who, what do I know? We're, we're on the wrong side of the pond for that one. So we'll take it. <laughs> Although I did find out there is like a Gloucester in, is it New Hampshire or, or Massachusetts? So Is it spelled tech- the same way? Yeah. And they, they pronounce it the same way? Should've we should have nailed it because i know in some countries like even though the city is spelled exactly the same and we have a city here and they have a city there we don't pronounce it the same yeah like louisville we you know louisville and then louisville yeah depending on where you live you know you might live in louisville or you might live in louisville but it's the same exact spelling so but we digress (laughs) (laughs) but uh we got a quick little harry potter reference i thought that was cool yeah yeah and this, so let's talk about this guy in the coffee shop. <laughs> all, all ears, Alan. I Alan, yeah. What a loser. He this is, dude. but he's like, he's like that kind, lovable type of loser. I don't, I didn't see him lo- lovable at all. It, it, the thing that bothered me about him is, you know, a Ruth comes into the coffee shop and this guy obviously has a thing for her, but she's a happily married woman. Like back off, dude. Okay. See, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. He's the fact that he's trying to break up their marriage not good at all. But he's one of those guys that it's like he you feel bad for him. The fact that he's like it's supposed to be a heart, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not a heart. And Ruth is not having any of it whatsoever. And then the guy gives himself a nickname. Like all ears Allen and Ruth comments and says it doesn't count if you give yourself a nickname. Um, he's 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 a funny character. I think they were purposely making him kind of unlikable. So we would not care when he gets disintegrated. <laughs> Probably. I, I Probably. thought some of the I thought it was kind of harsh. Some of the deaths that happened in this episode. Um, but at the same time with him, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I just I liked how both Lee and Ruth played it off the entire time. Like he puts a cake because Lee is supposed to be picking up a cake for Ruth because it's her birthday. Alan slides it across and he's like, I got I have a message for her, too. And Clayton or Lee is just like, oh, whatever. Like, why do you always do this? Why do you say this every time I come in here? Every Um, time I get a latte. Yeah, every time I get a latte. And even Graham gives him a hard time about it being the worst looking cake he's ever seen. Um, <laughs> so that he's, I love Graham. The only yeah. character that's going to get left behind in an episode because he was too busy looking at a cupcake. <laughs> and and Ryan basically saying the exact same thing when asked, where is Graham? He's like, he, he always dawdles behind. He's always falling behind. Yeah, that's, I thought that was hilarious that he was so into that cupcake. And then, you know, he gets teleported out of there. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of out of the out of the picture. I liked. I will say though, I really really liked the use of the companions. Yeah, they. I agree. It felt they weren't too much. They. I. I mean, we talk about how they kind of separate them. They separated Graham out, but Graham that had a purpose, you know. Right. Yep. For so you have that person that's kind of interacting with Jack, but then when you see Ryan and Yaz with the Doctor. It really reminded me of kind of like the way Rose and Mickey acted with the doctor. Yeah. And kind of like they were there. They had a role to play. They definitely had a lot of lines, but they weren't taking the spotlight from the doctor, um, which I thought is a really 
is the way that I I like to see the doctor and the the companions interact. So I was like, oh man, I feel like we're kind of getting back to that, you know, 2010 Doctor Who, um, you know, with David Tennant. Yeah, and you one thing that I think really helped with a lot of that is just the pacing of really like almost the entire first 20, 25 minutes of the episode, it was breakneck pace. Like it, it moves very quickly from the point in time that the doctor's on the TARDIS and she gets the message that the Jadoon are basically quarantining Gloucester. Um, there is that period of time where she's kind of in a bad mood um, yeah, as Ryan and Graham are sitting there watching her and they're like, who's going to ask her about it? And she, I mean, that's an inter- interesting interaction too with her making the comment, like you ask too many questions. But from that point where they end up in Gloucester moving forward, it is breakneck pace. And so I think a lot of that pacing, as you start to divide up the companions, you're not spending too much time focusing on any one of them. But because there is a purpose that it's moving so quickly, there is a time limit at play. It doesn't feel like you're wasting time. It doesn't feel like things are artificial with the 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 movement of the story. But I do I do think that helps why it doesn't feel so bogged down with having so many companions because it moves so quickly and then it slows down at like the perfect point in time. Yeah. And in certain stories, three companions works well. Yeah. You know, we've had, you know, we've had um, episodes in the past with past doctors where you have like a- Amy and Rory and River kind of all in the same episode and it works. And the way this episode did it, it works. There are other times where it feels clunky and it feels like there's too many of them and you have, you know, too many things to focus on or they're kind of like, you know, we were joking around about how they were all hiding behind a plane, but there's like four people there. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you can't really hide when you have that whole group of people. So, but yeah, I thought they, I just really liked how they did it. We did get to see the doctor kind of being super moody on the TARDIS. And even in the, in the three, you know, friends are calling her out a little bit for it. Saying yeah. Like, you know, what's up? Like, what have you been up to? Like, is that, they, you know, she's saying she's looking for the master and, they're like, oh, is that where you've been going? Like, apparently she's been going off without them, you know, and just to go look at Gallifrey. Yeah. It's, you know, the doctor's being very, very moody. At this yeah. If that, that whole idea fascinates me, though, that she's going to different locations with the companions, essentially dropping them off and then taking the TARDIS and disappearing for longer than an hour. And they're just wandering around by themselves, I guess. Like... That seems that seems odd and something that fascinates me. Like, what are what are Yaz, Ryan, and Graham doing in all these weird locations? Uh, what are they experiencing as the Doctor just disappears and abandons them? <laughs> right, they're just like chilling on the TARDIS. Although we haven't really seen, I, they always imply or you know have straight up told us that there's so much more to the TARDIS that we haven't seen. And you know, I don't know. They're hanging out by the pool. Probably there's probably a lot of cool stuff to do there. I mean, there's probably like basketball court. You know, we know Ryan likes to play basketball. <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's just shooting some hoops. He does Yeah, he still doesn't have his athletic shorts though. <laughs> With all the wardrobes that they have in the TARDIS, not a single pair of athletic shorts. <laughs> but yeah, so it's 
it is interesting to think, yeah, that she's kind of going off and doing this this thing by herself. Um, I thought they they did a really good job with the big reveal, and there's a couple reveals, but the big reveal, they did a really good job with misdirection because they never outright lie to us about di- things, but the different things that happened in the episode, you never would have guessed that Ruth was the doctor or yeah. a doctor. You, because they they have the scenes with Lee and Lee's acting all suspicious, right? There's yeah. a dossier on him. He's, you know, when the Jadoon show up and he's running around the apartment with her kind of trying to figure out what to do, she's completely clueless and he's the one that seems suspicious. So you're like, okay, that's the fugitive, right? right. And then when the doctor meets them and even the Jadoon, I think, scan them and they're like, oh, they're human, you know, there's there's all these things that happen where you you can kind of check it off and say, okay, there's definitely no way this wo- this woman is a time lord because, you know, the doctor would know by now. Right. And I wouldn't call it cheat. They didn't cheat, but they definitely wrote some things into the script that made it almost impossible to sniff that out. I I agree. Even even having been spoiled on the big reveal, the first time that the Jadoon scan Ruth. And they're like, fugitive, negative, human. It was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> You're like, wait, I know she, because I've been spoiled. Yeah, I know she's a time yeah. lord. It's like, oh, maybe it, it, it kept me guessing in regards to whether what I saw on social media was truly what was going to take place in the episode or how was it actually going to pan out. Um, I also think like the, the change in the character from the start of the episode where Ruth is very like upbeat, very jovial, kind of goofy in some respects to then when the Jadoon start showing up, the, the platoon of Jadoon near the moon <laughs> appear in Gloucester and like she, her facial expressions, the concern that she displays, she is like shaking to what she then turns into, um, after the big reveal, like that is that is some incredible acting on that part to be to display so many varied emotions to the point that it really sold kind of the confusion that I felt in regards to are are we really sure this is happening? Like she definitely doesn't seem like she's going to be that character. Yeah. She's absolutely two different characters in this. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Kind of like Kylo Ren. I just have hey, to throw hey, in a Star Wars hey, reference hey, every episode. It's, <laughs> it's there. I just... you, you put it out there. So, yeah, but let's, I'm going to save the talk because, I mean, there's the huge reveal later. Let's save that. Let's put a pin in it. Okay. Because I want to talk about the less huge reveal, which to me threw me off once again because I knew everyone kept saying about this episode, even though I hadn't been spoiled, they had kind of said, hey, this is one you don't want to be spoiled. You know, make sure... You stay off social media. You don't want to be spoiled. Even the Doctor Who account was kind of saying, hey, no spoilers. Everybody be careful. So when I see um, Captain Jack appear, to me, <laughs> that was the thing, right? Like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought, okay, this is the thing everybody was warning you about. This is the big reveal, kind of like the big reveal of the Master earlier. Surely they're not going to have two big reveals in one episode. So I thought I was safe from that point. So once again, bravo tip of my hat to them they really got me with this nice so let's talk about jack a little bit though because this is something that we've you know who knows how many times on our 
podcast we've talked about like oh yeah, would he come back and he's at this convention saying he would come back and there's all these hints that he's coming back and he never came back and now he's back and they surprised us i i don't think there was any kind of buzz about this out there about you know him coming back specifically now i know there's always a little bit of buzz that he may come back but this was very you know like whoa he's here like i'm looking at john barrowman on my screen i, I don't know how i feel about it <laughs> what was your you know how you feel about it now i do I, I i my my feelings quickly evolved on it um okay i'll tell i'll i'll say i'll say how go i feel it. i was gonna make you go first but so when he first showed up there was an initial disappointment because i was like oh that's the big thing and i was kind of like okay cool jack captain jack i like captain jack but i don't love john barrowman <laughs> And I've seen him at a lot of conventions and he's kind of over the top and he's kind of, he's really likes himself, you know? And so when I see him, there was this initial like disappointment, like, huh, okay. But as like, as the dialogue started coming out of his mouth and I started laughing out loud at the things he was saying and was bringing back some nostalgia for, you know, kind of him interacting with previous characters in the beloved tenant years yeah. and you know even his interactions with Eccleston and it was like okay I, I do really like this character yeah. and I'm and I was really starting to be excited for the fact that he was back and to his credit John Barrowman did a great job yeah, in he this did. he he didn't phone it in like he really came and he acted the part well he was spot on on his delivery yeah um it was just hilarious to watch and he embodies that character. So I quickly, even though there, there was that kind of initial like, eh, quickly turned around and was like totally into it. Yeah. I mean, the entire thing caught me by surprise. Um, but the moment that I heard him kind of come through the uh, the audio, when Graham gets teleported into the the ship and, and you hear his voice come through the audio, I... I I wouldn't have said it was nostalgia, but, but maybe you're spot on there. Like I just, it, it took me back and it was like, Oh wow. Like there is, there is something very doctor who esque about hearing that voice and then seeing his character appear and you're, you're spot on. Didn't phone it in at all. That same energy. Like it's, it's, almost like it's unbridled like he can't control it sometimes as he's he's going through the lines as he as he's bouncing from one thing to the next as he calls graham silver fox and he talk it says ryan that that the doctor likes mouthy ones the the facial expression when he finds out that the doctor's a she and then he talks about the three companions or or that he got from one night oh wait that was a month like he's all over the place and it just felt right um i'm I'm interested to see what happens from this point because one of his last lines is like, uh, I, it might, I, I'll see the doctor again. It might not be soon, but when she needs me the most or something like that, I'll be there. Um, it would be really nice to see him show up again in this series. Who knows if that's going to happen, if it's going to happen. But as far as captain Jack in this episode for maybe the three minutes total that we got him, uh, it it just felt right. It felt good. I liked it. So you recognized his voice right away? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I didn't. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. I, it wasn't until literally right before he appeared, you hear his voice. Uh, you know, he says a handful of lines before we even see him. Yeah. And I'm kind of like thinking, oh, this is this guy sounds pretty interesting. You know, I wonder who this is. And then right as he says his last line, like, I'm coming. All right, I'm coming to see you. Get excited. <laughs> and then, like, it clicked right before I saw him. It clicked. And I'm uh, like, oh, my gosh, it's Jack. It's Captain Jack. So I turn, you know, I'm watching it with Victoria. I turn to her and I'm like, Jack, Jack Harkness is coming. And, like, right, he appears on screen. She's like, oh. she Like, she didn't recognize the voice either. So, um, yeah, I thought that was, it surprised me more than it surprised you, apparently. Because I didn't even pick up on it until literally seconds before he showed up there there's just something very like distinctive about his voice i don't know what it is um but yeah, yeah i mean it, listening back to it, like watching it a second time I'm like man how did i not pick up on it i guess i just my mind wasn't there yeah well, you he just was, weren't expecting it he was nowhere if there had been rumors like oh yeah captain jack might be back this season you know there i just hadn't heard anything that it would have implied it so it just he was not even anywhere near my brain because that's the other thing this is a pretty big connection back to previous Who that we haven't really seen with. Oh yeah, with um, you know Chibnall's era, I guess we could call it. Because although we've done, you know, obviously we've had the Dalek show up, and you know, there's this stuff about the Cybermen, and um, you know, the Jadoon now. There's been some connections to previous villains, but that always happens with every Doctor. Yeah, but to have it was kind of like equivalent of River coming back in Capaldi's era, where it was that connection back to previous Doctors. And we haven't had that with any characters yet. Um, so this that was kind of a big deal to me. I was like, wow, Captain Jack, hadn't we haven't seen him since Tennant, right? Like, he never showed up with Smith or Capaldi. Yeah, no. So, I mean, that's, no. a, that's a long time ago since the last time we've seen him. And... It's a huge connection way back, you know, in Doctor Who, all the way back to the very beginning of the modern series. You know, yeah. he goes back to Eccleston. So I thought that was kind of a big deal and hopeful, you know, kind of future because there isn't like some kind of line drawn where it's like, okay, we'll reference stuff from Capaldi or maybe we'll reference stuff from Smith, but we're not going to go any further back than that. No, they they went to the beginning. So now it's kind of like anything's free game now. Like, yeah. What's next, Mickey? You know, we get Mickey. You know, <laughs> there you go. Where's Does Martha? It... You know, like where you know, there's you never know now. Right. Did this did this raise any questions in regards to the face of Bo in your mind? It always does. I feel like that's kind of an inconsistency in Doctor Who. Yeah. Kind of how he gets to that point, and um, I kind of almost that's kind of a, I I just kind of see that as a bit of a smudge that it's hard to make sense of. So I just don't. I don't think about it, honestly. <laughs> I rarely, like, I know that's the same character, but I kind of don't, my brain doesn't go there. Yeah, I just, with, with and, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it, with all the places that my, my, my mind was going in regards to timelines, like, again, my mind went into overdrive trying to figure out, okay, where in the timeline is this for Captain Jack? Right. Face of Bo. Like, I mean, the last time that we see the face of Bo in the hospital with the cat people in New New York, or is it in the traffic jam in like some random back room? Like, I, I haven't done my research. Like, I that's one. I these type of episodes make me want to go back and watch certain things, you know? 
yeah, but I haven't yeah. kind of gone back and done my research yet to kind so of it, remind myself where Jack kind of where his timeline is. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing though. Like trying to piece together the timelines, which in Dr. Who is always fraught with peril, but mm-hmm. to try to determine where some of the other things in this episode fit in. Yeah. There's time swirling around, right? Isn't that what the doctor said? Yeah. It's there's all over the place. A lot of things to do with time travel coming into play and it's it's we were talking pre-show but it seems very intentional that these are kind of related events and not you know different separate things that are happening but just you know it's very related hopefully yeah you know chibnall like i haven't loved kind of the way he's been doing doctor who there's individual episodes i've really enjoyed but one of the things that had been missing was the connective tissue and I think, you know, I guess I was just a little impatient, but with season two and we're not, you know, you know, we're less than halfway through, right? Yeah. I think he's showing that he can do that. You know, maybe that wasn't, I don't know if that was a direct reaction to feedback from the first season and kind of, they were thinking, oh, let's bring in some of the stuff that, you know, they used to do with some of this timey-wimey stuff and, you know, having connected stories I really like what this episode introduced and the all the mystery. This is sparking conversation that I haven't been excited about since, you know, I don't know, like the 50th anniversary maybe. Like, right. That, and I think that's the big thing is that I don't fe- feel like we've had like a puzzle when it comes to Doctor Who in a while. We haven't had mystery when it comes to doctor who maybe here and there maybe it lasted two or three episodes but i don't feel like we've had anything this significant in a while um and it it does kind of revitalize some of those things that we really liked about doctor who with 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 some of the earlier knew who was that mystery was the trying to piece things together trying to pick up those different threads that were put around i mean for for all intents and purposes like bad wolf like some of those big themes that would run through series um yeah the payoffs weren't always huge or that great yeah but that's that's those are those exciting bits that like we really enjoyed (laughs) back when back before the podcast when we were just sitting in the office talking through these things and i feel like for the first time in a long time that episode give or this episode gives us that it gives us quite a bit to mull over. I mean, we've exchanged how many text messages since, since I told you I watched it Monday morning. We've, we've exchanged all sorts of text messages, messages trying to figure out what the heck happened and how does this work? And I love it. Like not in a critical sense of how in the world does this work, but like in an excited sense of this does work. Now let's figure out how it does. Right, and that's half the fun of Doctor Who, is all of the the speculation and theories and stuff because of the storytelling. Yeah, and I would argue that this episode maybe did better than we've seen in the past. You know, we've gotten some really cool story threads, but we've always kind of like I like I was saying earlier, we kind of knew things were coming. We weren't really shocked when certain doctors would appear. The way that they did this and pulled it off where they were able to surprise almost everybody 
with not one but two huge reveals in the middle of a season, that's Mastercraft. Yeah. That we haven't, I don't think any of the previous showrunners really were able to pull that off like Chibnall did. So, hey, I mean, he's he's got that ability. Like, I hope he, I hope this isn't a one-off. You know, I hope this isn't just like a really cool episode and then the next, the rest of the season is kind of little one-off stories and they never kind of tie this up. I don't know what the payoff's going to be, but it's the anticipation of the yeah. payoff that's almost as good, right? I mean, there's yeah. scientific studies around how you enjoy waiting for Christmas presents more than actually opening them. Um, <laughs> I think that that's, you know, that has a lot to do with our enjoyment of Doctor Who. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's something that we know Chibnall is is capable of, of doing, right? Like Broadchurch. I mean, it was a one series, correct? Broadchurch ran for maybe two, two oh, I think seasons. They, I think they did three I, or maybe two. I, I know I've watched all of it, but I can't remember if I watched two or three seasons. I think but it that, was three. But that first season, though, like oh yeah, really well done. And it leaves you on the edge of your seat and as you watch different things get, get laid down and then tied together. Chibnall is able to do what he's doing. Um, and I feel like... This might be the first hint of, oh, wait, he can actually do it with Doctor Who as well. Like, it it, it looks that way. Right. And he, he probably, there was probably some frustration, you know, from from him maybe even seeing kind of the criticisms early on. And like, come on, guys, just wait. Like, I have something really cool coming. Just wait. You yeah. Know? And maybe, you know, we just a little impatient. So, yeah, this, I don't want to blow past Captain Jack quite yet because you kind of ran through some of his lines. And I I thought that it was funny, you know, that they had him initially assume that Graham was the doctor. And <laughs> yes. that happened in, you know, it happened in a previous episode where somebody thought that he was the doctor as well. But I thought that was funny that Jack just kind of, I guess that's what Jack had known, you know, the times that he had seen the doctor, it's always been a, a man. So he kind of just assumed. And then even when, uh, even after Graham was like, oh, I'm not the doctor, Jack still thought the doctor was a man because he, he was referring to him as he, and then yeah. Graham had to correct him. Um, I thought that was funny. And the call out on, like, there's three of you? You know, the right. fact that there's three companions <laughs> isn't a typical thing. And so I thought that was a, a really good line as well. Yeah, I agree. And And then trying to connect the dot jack trying to connect the dots where it's like oh but he said she and not a he so he assumes yes and it's yeah oh it's not even you come on there's three <laughs> of you um, right it, i liked his with ryan too where ryan you could tell ryan was kind of annoyed by him yeah and he's like okay like you know what did he say something about oh she likes some mouthy and he's like better than cheesy right like, yep. oh like this <laughs> like you're, no, my, you're favorite. my favorite you know <laughs> So I th I loved all that interaction between the the companions and Jack. I thought it was really well done, very well written. Yeah, and and again, I mean, Jack lays out something that we are now going to be looking for, anticipating through the next couple the next couple ser or episodes of the series with the Cyberman. Yes, I mean, yeah, and we know that this we saw the Cyberman in the trailers, right? A couple right. of shots and. So we knew the Cybermen were coming, but now it seems like they're kind of a big deal, like the the lone Cybermen. I don't think, you know, we had also talked pre-show, like, is this going to be somebody we know because we've seen a few characters become Cybermen? I really don't think it's going to be 
you know, Danny Pink shows up, you know, as the lone Cyberman, anything like that. I I would almost like bet against it, but I think it's going to be a new take on the Cybermen oh, and a whole I, new character that we've never seen before. Maybe I, a, a Cyberman that's a little bit more and not so robotic, maybe not so tied to kind of the bigger collective, but like this lone Cyberman that's got a little bit more of a personality and character. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting, right? Because we have another quote unquote classic villain showing back up in Doctor Who. Um and at first it would be, it would have been like okay they're typically they do a really good job with Cybermen. I think um the end of Chibnall's run they did a really good job with Cybermen uh with with Razor and the Master and Bill and how all of that plays out. Really good job with it. Um I'm I'm really interested to know how this one goes down now. Like perfect opportunity and I mentioned it to you. Could it could it be could it be Bill? Could it be Danny Pink? Could it be what wasn't it like Leftbridge Stewart at the end of Danny Pink's episode? Like who who could it possibly be? You're probably right. It's probably going to be something new, someone new. What if it's the master? <laughs> doesn't one of them Doesn't one of them blow themselves up? Is it Danny Pink that does that? Uh, I don't think he maybe maybe he does. somebody does like one of those it was either him or Leftbridge Stewart that flew up in the air and kind of blew themselves up. And then yeah, maybe we got closure. That's the thing. I think those characters that have become Cybermen, there was closure for all of them. That would almost be disrespectful to drag them back up at this point. Oh, but timelines. I'm so confused by timelines. Right is anybody really like excited to see Danny Pink again? I am. Give me back my Danny Pink. <laughs> <laughs> that would just lead to Clara coming back, and then there's another time lord oh, out no. there. And... No, Clara, Clara shut the door on Danny Pink hardcore. There's nothing there. <laughs> so I don't know. I I would be shocked if I think it's just going to be a you know like they said a lone Cyberman that, and who knows? It could even not be a threat, right? Because they didn't really say. I don't know. Yeah, there's some mystery there. Yeah, like, I mean, what did he say? He said, "Don't give, don't give it what it wants." The yeah, the lone Cyberman don't give it what it wants. So it's like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. But did they ever say that the lone Cyberman was necessarily like a bad thing? Because they said that the Cyberman. He said, "Beware, <laughs> beware the okay. lone Cyberman." Yeah, but I don't know. It could so like, be on the lookout. It could be a <laughs> twist that maybe the lone Cyberman is is actually the thing that's coming to you know, help or warn you about something or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's the, there's so much that takes place in that exchange when Captain Jack is trying to like explain to the three companions who've never run across Cybermen, like, okay, there's something, they are something bad. They're an empire in ruins. Um, they shouldn't be allowed to come back. The Alliance, like what, what is the Alliance? Is that, I mean, have we run across the Alliance before they right. sent this thing across time back through space and then the lone cybermen don't give it what it wants like what thing? so the 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 alliance sent something to to warn or to attack or to protect against the really, lone cybermen and he really emphasized the word thing yeah he, he yeah. didn't just say it like really fast it was like he he paused he was he's like something yeah and and the fact that he used the word thing and not 
person or, you know, there's many other terms you could use, but thing is interesting. But it's yeah. not the Cyberman. It's a different I don't know. thing. Like, like it's, of... there's so much that could be, that it's so not specific that it's hard to really nail down, which is intentional, I'm sure. So it can, it can let people like us speculate. So, so random thought, because you're absolutely right. There's something in the way that Captain Jack says thing, like almost in like a disdainful way. It's like, I'm wondering if it's something that is like an abomination of some sort where it's supposed to be a person, but Captain Jack doesn't like ascribe it some form of personhood because of how it came about. Like it's, it's something, some, some perverted form, some abomination that was just created or something to be sent back in time. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's mechanical. I don't think it's like some machine or anything. I think it's a person, but he really struggles with it being a person. Yeah, I do think that there's going to be some specific payoff for this, for those lines. I think that there there's going to be something that happens later on, maybe not even this season, but something's going to happen eventually where we're going to have that aha moment. Where we're like, ah, that's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they try to pull, a, you know, like never explain it kind of thing, which they've done in the past too. <laughs> just, some things happen or they drop lines and then they just never really explain it. So, but I think this is one that they have pre-written the ending for this. Yep. And this was a drop, you know, they brought him in just to deliver these lines, just to connect to something that they've already decided is going to happen. Yep. Probably. Yeah. It's not, it's not something where they're making it up as they go is my, my guess. It definitely doesn't feel like it. And then, I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll mention it, but some of the other loose ends that we have right now, I mean, I have a list of loose ends that oh, we I know. have. This is, we're like, we're like 45 minutes to 50, about 45 minutes to 50 minutes into recording this. And I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of the things that happen in this episode. I we're, know, still, right? we're at the Captain Jack part. Um, <laughs> so we should probably start talking about kind of the, the other things that happen. So we get introduced to... So we we know that Lee, at this point, we we still haven't had the big reveal yet. But Lee is now has this interaction with the Jadoon, but also like we find out someone else that's involved. Yeah. This uh, what was her name? Commander something. Yeah, Commander Gat. Gat. Yeah, Commander Gat shows up, and that's the one that we saw in the trailer before. That I was like, oh, she looks like a vampire. <laughs> She's a vampire. Not a vampire, but not far from the truth though. <laughs> But she shows up, and then there's like this interaction between her and Lee, where she knows Lee. Um, they both are kind of from the same place. They had similar they had, training. They had the same training, and this is, you know, obviously at this point we don't know that there's any Gallifreyans in play here. But now, in retrospect, looking back, it's like okay, these are these are two Gallifreyans that are that are crossing each other's paths that have a history, and. I didn't pick up on, even after the reveal, I didn't pick up on Lee himself being Gallifreyan until kind of on a second rewatch. And then I was like, oh, yeah, so I guess he was kind of like her, they call him her protector. Yeah. But it was kind of like her companion. They even use the term, they call him faithful companion. And 
It was kind of like, oh, I never would have thought the Doctor would have had a companion that was also Gallifreyan. That's never happened before, right? I know, right? Well, it, maybe it, it happened in the classic series. I feel like I feel like there was one of his companions that was revealed later to be Gallifreyan. Somebody I put just, it in the Facebook messages, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get it. But in the modern series, we've never seen. Well, now I'm going to correct myself again because River kind of turned out to be kind of Gallifreyan, right? So half she doesn't count, but you know, it's not some. It's not something where the Doctor before had purposefully, you know, brought along a companion that was that was also Gallifreyan. Yeah, I so much that we could talk about, but yep, you're right. We can move past. <laughs> there is something interesting about Lee. Um, he was her companion of some sort, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. And... and he had a medal. He had a medal, which again, I think that comes into play, right? He has a medal that's broken that he wanted to repair and polish up. It, sir, it stood for like honor and courage. Ah. <sighs> and and he dies and he dies yeah she kills him which was pretty pretty sad for you know at this point ruth is still just ruth and just ruth. she doesn't know that it happened yet but she's with the doctor so they go to the cathedral they they have their run in with the jadoon and because then, he's not the fugitive right right at this point yeah because the because gat you know turns to the Jadoon and is like do i have to spell it out for you and at this point i was kind of like yeah <laughs> kind of do i still i'm still confused <laughs> but yeah so we have the scene in the cathedral with the doctor and ruth and then um lee had texted ruth th this you know phrase or whatever and it kind of set her off and she yeah. at least at this point isn't fully revealed but reveals herself at least as some kind of undercover kick butt person Right, she's she's Jason Bourne. Yeah, she's activated. She does the thing, beats up the Jadoon, rips off the one Jadoon's horn, which apparently is a big no-no, and then they all like teleport away, and then the Doctor's like, "What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Who are you?" And Ruth at this point is just like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on. That's not me. Whatever I just did is not me." Yeah. And the doctor's still scanning her, and she's still saying it's still saying. Well, at this point, the doctor knows she's not human because the Jadoon revealed it. But the doctor still can't get through whatever her, you know, chameleon circuit is is doing to, you know, to trick the Sonic. It's just the the way that the entire episode plays down or plays out. It's just so well done. And the the actress who plays Ruth, Joe Martin does such a fantastic job of flipping the switch and then the switch flips off again and she's back to being concerned Ruth who has no idea what's going on but is starting to have these vague flashes of memories, quote-unquote memories, of where she grew up. Um, so it, it slowly unfolds from there, right? Where because she ripped off the horn, all the Jadoon take off, they go their own way, they they regroup to formulate a new plan, and the Doctor, who at this point has very little concern for the companions because all of them are gone with Captain Jack, they load up in a car and they start driving to the lighthouse that Ruth is seeing in her memory. And that the, the exchange that they have in the car is so good another like solid exchange where the doctor is 
um, very upfront about the fact that she's quizzing, she's testing, she's grilling Ruth, and Ruth is just going through the memories that she has. Another very well shot scene in that VW Beetle. Right. And they're going to this lighthouse where Ruth is talking about her parents owned it. They left it to her, but she didn't really like it. And, but they're buried there. And so, you know, they kind of get there and they, and the doctor goes to the top of the lighthouse. She sees the gravestone and gets, goes down, sees that there's no names on it. And like, oh, why, why would there be a, a blank gravestone? She scans with the sonic, realizes there's no bodies under the ground. And at this point, I'm still like completely clueless as what's going on. I haven't figured anything out yet. Um, but she starts digging and this is one of the scenes where they did a really awesome like back and forth. Yeah. Because they were showing, I believe, they were showing Ruth looking at the button that said to break the glass. Yep. At the same time as the doctor's kind of discovering this stuff. And it's kind of cutting back and forth to what's happening. Yeah. It's really well done. Um, but I was kind of th- like, as a viewer at this point, I'm like, why is she digging up? nothing she already knows there's no bodies under there like this is kind of weird that she's digging here (laughs) like i I was really confused and (laughs) and then ruth so at what point did you pick up on it well you knew yeah i knew see like i wish you didn't know because i kind of like i i wonder like where people started to figure it out see at at this point i knew what was what ruth was doing like i knew as soon as she broke the glass, what was going to happen at that point? I still had no idea what the doctor was expecting to find while she was digging. Like that again was one of those nice little subtle surprises that I didn't expect. So as she's sweeping the dirt away and you start to see the top of, I mean, it's the TARDIS. Then it's like, Oh my goodness. But by that time, Ruth had already broken the glass and you see all the, the time energy, right? Like go back into her. Um, I feel like if it had been gold, like I would have maybe, maybe they purposely didn't do gold, but if it had been like gold that we've seen in the past, the color they use kind of for the energy from a time Lord, then I might've been like, Oh my gosh, like that's a time Lord. Like, Oh, she broke this thing. She's kind of, you know, coming awake as a time Lord. But the fact that it was like a red thing and they show it go into her. I just still wasn't there. My mind was just not even going. Really? Even at that point, really? even at that point, the doctor's digging. I'm like, why is the doctor digging? They're showing this, this lady and she's like, break the glass. And so I did think, okay, whatever she's going to do when she breaks this glass, it's going to reactivate this other person that she is. Um, but I thought she was going to be some kind of alien assassin, you know, Really? and I just didn't, my, I think like my brain has a really good ability to kind of yeah, not try to figure things out because <laughs> if I'm like, if you show me the evidence and I'm not watching the show, then I feel like, oh yeah, I'll pick up on it. But like, I'm so in the moment, like I'm yeah. so in the show, what they're telling me, what they're showing me. And I'm just like. I, my mind just didn't go there. I just never thought that they were going to reveal. They had already revealed the master. Like who else? What other time lord are they going to reveal? You know, yeah. My brain just wasn't there until I see the top of the TARDIS, and I literally like gasped. Like <laughs> I was awesome. so happy. Oh. I was so happy that they had been able to surprise me. I was just was sitting there like, 
oh my like that's the TARDIS like what the you know like I and then like right away she turns around and then and then Ruth's standing there with a gun and she's got this whole new outfit on that looks sweet and she's kind of like I bet you're confused I'm like I I'm so confused (laughs) like what is happening right now let me start at the top who could you possibly be you know like I was my mind was literally blown which does not happen that often in you know in any modern media for me yeah it's ah oh, from that point like well number one like i wish i would have had the experience that you're describing like either that or i wish i would have been in the room with you as you were having your experience because those are the moments that i absolutely love like watching it unfold for someone else but that moment where the doctor turns around and ruth is standing there with the gun in the sweet outfit like and just the the confidence right like that she is exuding in that moment where she's like you're probably going to be confused let me start at the top like that i like that doctor like that is that is an awesome doctor it was definitely doctor-esque i won't i won't go as far as saying i liked it it was a version of the doctor that seemed very um, alien to me. Okay. Kind of condescending the way she was like, even in the, in, you know, as the show continued on and you have, even after, you know, Whitaker reveals herself to Ruth as the doctor. So they both now know that each other are the doctor. She still never was like, oh, wow, you're the doctor and you're me. Like, let's partner up and like figure this thing out. It was very much a like, you know, almost like dismissive type of like, oh no, you couldn't be, you know, you're not like it. Just I didn't like the attitude, um, but not saying I don't like. I liked the fact that this doctor is now part of the universe because I now I want to know what's going on and where where does she fit into the whole story? Is there a reason why she's kind of got this gruff? about her and kind of this dismissive way because she hasn't you know maybe she's not aware of the fact that there's all these other doctors or other versions of herself i don't know like it was just a i didn't love the personality it was a a dis like not a doctor that i would be like oh yeah i can't wait to see like all of her adventures and it was kind of just like oh this is an interesting new character that just happens to be the doctor see i don't i i i hear you i get what you're saying and I can I can totally see bits of it, but there was something about it, and maybe it's the 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 dynamic of having the Ruth Doctor and the, the I mean the Doctor Doctor Whitaker's Doctor, like the dynamic of those two together, where I don't know there was like it, it was dismissive, but it was also like you're just silly. Why are you around with Ruth's doctor towards Whitaker's doctor where like you can't be me wearing the rainbows and the, the, the pants that are too short. Like those aspects where she's picking on the other doctor. Something about that, like really struck a chord to me or for me. She just seems cool, you know, like not wanting acceptance, not wanting like people to flock to her. She seems very confident in her own, in her own person and what she does. Um, I don't know. I really, I really liked that. I, I really liked her as the doctor. <laughs> I, it's kind of like the way there's a lot of characters in movies and TV 
where it's kind of hard for me to explain because I don't like the character, but I really like the character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like what she represents and her, you know, how mean she is and to the doctor and how she's got kind of this attitude about her. But at the same time, I love the addition of this character. You know, it's hard to explain because like I'm kind of the same way. I jokingly threw out Kylo Ren earlier, but I'll I'll use that as an example. But like Kylo Ren's one of those characters like I could not stand that character, but I loved the fact that that character was in the movies. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So, no, and I this get is you. such a small glimpse into this doctor. Such a small glimpse. We're only seeing a very small window of time where you know, with a little bit more exposure to her as a character, I could totally be like, oh no, this is such a cool doctor and I really like her. Like, I think Capaldi was kind of that way at the beginning too. He was very gruff and dismissive and almost mean to characters and didn't really care when people died. And, you know, he kind of over time grew into a different character. And so I think we're only seeing a very small piece of this. So too early to judge for sure. But it just, I was, I think maybe just because like, to me, like Jodie Whittaker at this point, you know, in the season and a half with her, she's the doctor now, right? Yeah. Yep. To us. And so it was almost seeing this other character show up on the scene and being like, oh no, I'm the doctor. I'm like, no, you're not. You know, like in my mind, I was like, no, <laughs> Jody's the doctor, you know? Like, um, so I, maybe that was kind of the part of the problem for me. Yeah. It, it, I'm really curious to see how this plays out. So at least in this episode, they go into the TARDIS they do the whole, like, we are the same person spiel. They go back and forth. Um, there are the the insults, but then there is the whole, who remembers who? Like, mm. does Jodie Whittaker's doctor remember being Joe Martin's doctor? Does Joe Martin's doctor remember being Jodie Whittaker? And it's resolved that neither of them remember each other. So they aren't each other's past. And they they're convinced that they must be each other's future but even things like that don't really line up in as we go further and further into their interactions with each other it's such a it it is a a puzzle it's a paradox for lack of a better way of putting it and that i think is what is really really intriguing and i know i'm not the only one right like this is the big question that everybody has coming out of the episode is how does this work? How 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 do they go together and not go together at the same time? Right. And there's so many possible theories. Some already be de- debunked, but there's no theory out there that makes complete sense. There's nothing out there yet that I've seen that, where you're like, oh yeah, those pieces do- totally add up. Because if you go with the, you know, if you say it's a previous doctor even earlier than Hartnell, right? Yeah. Well, then why does the TARDIS look like it's a telephone booth? You know, because that originated with Hartnell. Yeah. Why does the uh, TARDIS look like a telephone booth? And again, why doesn't Whitaker's doctor remember her? Right. Yeah. So anything earlier than Whitaker, she would remember. Anything earlier than Ruth, she would remember. So there's like, there's they put enough out there where there's really nothing that makes sense. The only thing to me that makes sense is that there's a, a version of the doctor that was just completely forgotten or erased for some reason where like the doctor has chosen kind of like with the war doctor where they kind of ignored that one and they're like yeah there's another one of us but we kind of don't talk about that guy <laughs> you know yeah uh, because of all the evil things he did and 
but then eventually you realize, oh, there was this whole other thing. So I don't, I think this might be a similar situation where there's something in this doctor's history or something this doctor did that future doctors chose to be like, all right, that was a bad enough thing that happened that we're going to erase that. Or maybe something, if we don't erase it, something bad is going to happen in the future. There's going to be a connection that um, either, because it could go either way. Either the doctor is a forgotten doctor previous to Whitaker, or it's a forgotten doctor in the future, or the doctor is from the future and she forgot Whitaker for some reason. You yeah. know, there's something. Uh, but I do think it's in the same run of doctors. I don't think it's like an alternate universe thing, which I think is when I said something was debunked. I believe Chibnall has already said it's not alternate universe. Um, well, if I if I remember correctly, he says that it's not a parallel doctor, right? It's not a doctor from a parallel dimension. Right. So, so what if it's not the doctor? Like, what if it's the doctor, but not the doctor? Well, he says it's the doctor. At least in the quotes I saw. He was like, this isn't some kind of trick. Like, it's, it is definitely the doctor. And we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have put her in the credits as the doctor if that wasn't but the case. But what if Jody Whittaker is not the doctor? Oh, no. Well, they. What if they, we're looking at the wrong? What if we're looking at the wrong person? <laughs> what if? What Never if, in a million years would they? Because although that'd be an interesting twist, completely disrespectful to the actor, and it would be devastating. I think. Would it? Yeah. Would it? Absolutely. Anybody that gets cast as the doctor is that's the thing they're, they're that's why they're there they're they're there they're playing the doctor if you tried to put that twist after somebody had played the doctor for a season and say hey we're gonna write in that you're not actually the doctor we're gonna introduce someone i, I no, nobody nobody would be cool with that <laughs> she would <laughs> she would have been off the show we know that she's got another season at least coming um i think it's gonna be way more clear cut than all like if people are kind of starting to get all Oh, it's the Valyard, or no, it's it's like Jenny, or like no, it's not going to be something like that. It's going to be something a little bit more clear cut. I think they're they're going to have a clear explanation that's going to be somewhat linear. Uh, that's going to fit into the you know now we have you know thirteen, fourteen doctors. Am I am I totally totally wrong wanting something crazy and earth shattering to happen? here i don't think you're wrong and i do think there's going to be some crazy to come but i think this is a clear cut like as as far as you know if you're looking at the doctor and who has played the doctor i think this is going to be a clear cut this is just another doctor that falls somewhere along the timeline we just don't know where yet so is there any way that we can justify like the same time lord being in close proximity to each other without like having something terrible happen well because it happens all the time Gat references it though like yeah that's the other thing i think it's a clue because i think gat is referencing things because she doesn't realize that's why i think it's a bit of a tip off that they're from the past because they don't know gallifrey has been destroyed yet and there are things that she believes like can't be done that actually can be like oh you can't have two you know two of the same time Lord in the same space. Like, well, now that's happened a lot. You just don't know that because you haven't been around long enough. Ha. Huh. I just, I don't know. 
Even the TARDIS thing where she was like, oh, I'm going to drop you off because I don't want my TARDIS to get too close to yours. It's like, well, we've, we've seen TARDIS parked inside of other TARDIS. <laughs> like, so I think even that is just a lack of her, you know, her experience as the doctor. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait till they explain it because I do think there's going to be an explanation that's going to make a lot of sense once they reveal it. There are things that, you know, in the classic series, there were there were some intentions that there were previous doctors before Hartnell, but, know, but it wasn't the whole numbering thing didn't come Hartnell, up till right? later. What's that? It can't be pre Hartnell though. Right. We've established that. Well, that, but it could be because if they say it's pre Hartnell, they can, they can just kind of, they can smudge the whole fact that it looks like the TARDIS uh, or that it looks like a police box. Cause they could say, Oh no, the, the previous doctors actually made it look like a police box too. Uh, but Hartnell, forgot that you know because it's like Hartnell forgot everything you know and he doesn't remember <laughs> any of these other doctors um and maybe that was the reason he did turn it into a police box because there was some kind of subconscious memory of it they they can fudge that um I don't think that's a big enough issue that they that would prevent them from saying this is a pre-Hartnell doctor and we do know you know in I forget which series it was in but there was um there was a time where they were showing like other previous versions of the doctor and they showed a bunch of faces that we've never seen as the doctor, um, including, I believe female faces. So they in, in the writers of that episode even said that they, their intention was that at that point in the doctor's run that they, that there were previous doctors to, to Hartnell. So that's always been kind of like the early intention that only changed later. So that's kind of where I'm, that's where I'm putting my hat. I'm thinking it's pre Hartnell. Huh? Because that's the other thing too, man. We're like, we, I feel like we could talk about this forever, but when you get into the whole numbering thing, which I, I love the numbering, I love that the doctors have numbers, but it does start to get a little weird because time Lords are only supposed to have a certain number of generation regenerations, right? Yeah. So if you start to add in more and more doctors, that starts to not make as much sense. Because I know they had kind of explained it when when Smith got, you know, when he regenerated or when he died <laughs> and he got like all the free regenerations. We won't like, we won't mention that episode. He, he hit the jackpot and, you know, the, you know, the the time lords were like, here, you can have as many as you want. But up until that point, the doctors were only supposed to have a certain number of regenerations available. Yeah. And he believed he was the last. And so they're, you know. If you throw in another doctor, even if it's pre pre Hartnell, it kind of messes all that up. So maybe they'll just forget about it and say, yeah, you know what, that whole thing wasn't true. They didn't. They don't actually have a limit. I yeah. I I think we know a couple things for sure. Number one, both of them, at least according to you, I'm convinced that Joe Martin is going to be the doctor. I think that I, I would be really curious to know if they play with Jodie Whittaker as being the doctor or not. But anyways, we know that it is the doctor and we know that other than that, everything else is very easily punched holes through. Like there's, there is, I, I, that's why it's like, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it can be a previous incarnation of the doctor. I know I've read a lot of interesting things in regards to 
she doesn't know what what the Sonic is, so that does put you more like Hartnell. Mm-hmm. You have the TARDIS design, probably more along Hartnell. The whole idea of like when she comments on the on the Sonic being like, I don't need one of that. I already know everything. That is much more in line with Hartnell's doctor. So like maybe proof for it being earlier. But then what do we do with the time frame of like she's been in uh, Gloucester since the 90s, right? Like where does that where does that fit? Like how does that it fits anywhere? Jive? She's a time lord. How does that jive with all the other doctors floating around though? Like were they in Gloucester between 1999 and 2019? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> do we have a story there? When did she bury the TARDIS? I don't know. I just or or maybe she hasn't been there that long. I want something crazy. Maybe I want something she, crazy. Maybe she had a, her you know her personality or not her personality but the character she created for herself you know, came to Gloucester in 1999. That doesn't mean she actually came to Gloucester in 1999. I really wanted to be, I really wanted to be Dimensions. And the whole idea of like not a parallel doctor, I think it's very easy to say it's not a parallel doctor and still have it be like a prior parallel doctor or have it be a future parallel doctor. It's not the same doctor that exists at the exact same time as Jody does, but well, we'll I, I learn. We'll learn if Chibnall lies. I don't you think know. he's lying. I think he's telling the truth. I just think don't think just he's telling us the it. whole truth. Yeah. I And part of it, too, is probably because I don't want that. Like, I would definitely not want them to introduce the idea of, oh, there's this whole other parallel universe, and there's, you know, 12 or 13 or 14 other doctors in that universe. You know, I, I think... For me, but the doctor. But there's a parallel universe, right? Like I think we know there's a parallel universe because we saw it with the Cybermen, and we know that's where Rose lives. And but they never introduced that that there's a doctor in that parallel universe, you know. Um. So, I don't know. I I think, I just think the timelines have to either the timelines diverge at some point in the past, and like, tenant. I don't know. Yeah. Timelines at some point, something happens and the timelines diverged. And so they both remember the same previous incarnations of the doctor, but they are somewhere else along the lines. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be as simple as if you want to go with the parallel universe theory, which I don't think is going to be what it is, but it could be as simple as, you know, Capaldi in one universe became Whitaker and then another universe became Ruth. You know, she's their exact same. They're the exact same regeneration, but just in different universes, they were different people. We could just blame Clara when she went back into Smith's timeline. She messed with everything. Yeah, which is the that's one that really bugs me because I just never felt like I kind of understood what happened there. And that's the event that created the parallel universes. (laughs) We blame Clara for everything. I just think I get a little precious with certain things. And I like that there's a limited number of doctors there haven't been you know it's kind of special it's a special thing when there's a new doctor and this them you know kind of introducing this doctor should be special this is a this is part of the the run of doctors now and if they say oh no she's just from this other universe and you know she she's a regeneration of the doctor but like there's all you know maybe a number of other ones that came before her that are different too. So now we have suddenly you add six or seven or 10 or 15 or 30 or however many you decide new doctors to the, the Pantheon. 
I just I, no X X X X no 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 don't do that. <laughs> I like my I like the doctors like being special and and not suddenly just become a oh, there's a ton of them. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think I think it might all be changing though. Yeah, maybe, and you know I'll roll with it. You know if, if that's what they decide to do. But I mean, you're going with the theory that literally Chibnall has already said is not what it is. So no, why is that? Your, why are you picking that one? <laughs> because it's the only way I can make it make sense. Nothing else feels I don't think right. That even makes sense. It does. It does. No, they they've already said in Doctor Who the whole parallel universe thing is not like that's not normal. That's what about very parallel rare. dimensions? How does the TARDIS go through dimensions? This is How a does time that work? travel show. This I is... know, but it goes through dimensions. So couldn't there be multiple dimensions? Yeah, it could. They could be. They just. They just haven't. They haven't played with that yet. And I like. I kind of like the rules. I like that. There's set rules. They've stuck with them pretty much. They bend them sometimes. They break them sometimes. But once you start getting a little bit further, once you start introducing the idea of a multiverse and like, oh, this could be for many, you know, it just really starts to kind of, it almost adds too many options. Whereas I like a little bit more clean, you know, storytelling that has some defined rules around it that I can kind of come back to and be like, okay, well, this is this because of this. Whereas if you start to introduce this stuff, it's kind of like, oh, just throw it all out the window. It could be anything. Yep. I hear you. So, so I'm not, I, I don't, I'm anti-chaos, I guess is my point. Well, well, here's, here's something that I want to mention because they show up, uh, Gat takes the TARDIS that has both doctors in it up to the Jadoon. There's a whole exchange. Gat accidentally kills herself, right? With the gun that Joe Martin's doctor, Ruth's doctor says, don't use it. Don't use it. And then there's the exchange in regards to, we don't use guns, right? And, and she's like, how I does... know. Exactly. So that is the doctor, right? Like oh, that's That's the confirming point in my mind. But anyways, not that we were having that discussion, but that's one thing that I wanted to point out, right? It's yeah. not a totally different character. It is the same character, just with a slightly different personality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, they're showing us maybe the two most opposite, you know, the way that you know Jodie Whittaker plays the Doctor is literally the opposite yeah. of the way that Joe Martin is that the name Joe Martin yeah Joe, Joe Martin. Martin is playing the Doctor. I like to see kind of th- those two personalities playing off each other because they are so opposite, and it did bring back memories of you know we've talked we've talked about Hartnell a lot now. It kind of did bring back memories of Hartnell and, and going back and watching the first Doctor for the first time after having seen Smith and after seeing Tennant and Eccleston and that, the way they play the Doctor. And then you go back and watch Hartnell and you're like, whoa, this is not even yeah. the same guy. Like, So that's kind of another you know thing to me that makes, it, makes me feel like, oh, maybe this is an early, early version of the Doctor who has yet to kind of get a little bit more um, kind and and is still kind of got that almost aloof personality where it's like I know best just just listen to me do what I say yeah. Uh, yeah. which she said a few times uh, in maybe in different words but kind of just do what I say you be quiet um, and Jody's not like that at all 
Oh yeah. She includes, you know, everyone that's around her. It's like, what do you think, Yaz? What do you think, Ryan? What do you think, Graham? Like, you know, it's not, they were so opposite, which, which is a very interesting dynamic to watch. Yeah. But man, so awesome. Like, ah, <sighs> so happy that this episode is real. <laughs> you know, it's not, like, <laughs> I didn't wake up from a dream. It's like, Oh man, that would have been cool. Um, this is completely unexpected episode. The things that happened in it completely unexpected. And I love it. I love that they were able to surprise me. And please give me more just like this. Absolutely. And this episode ends with a direct lead into the next episode, which I don't think we've seen in a while where it's not a two parter. It's a one. It's it's definitely a one part episode, but they introed us into what happens in the next episode. I am curious, though, because it seems like the way that it ends with Ruth it's it's done for a while right yeah they definitely basically says get off my tardis and then she's gone yeah they never there's never like a handshake at the end kind of like you might expect where it's like okay at first they meet each other at first and then they don't really like each other but by the end they they kind of defeat the enemy together and they're friends and they shake hands and all you know maybe i'll see you again someday it's very still contentious yeah, all the way up to the end. She's like, "Get off my TARDIS." You know, I'd like you. I'd like you to leave or whatever. However, she says it. Yeah, and yeah, it's kind of like, oh, okay. They don't necessarily want to see each other again, but you still need these answers, right? Yeah, and I, I think they made a big deal about this. You know, adding this doctor. So I think that absolutely we're going to see her again. In fact, I very much expect that we're going to see her as part of the finale of the season like however they decide to do it if there's gonna be a special i don't know that they've announced a special yet um but we know how many episodes are in the season so if they're going to do kind of a two-part finale possibly uh that she plays a part in maybe jack's back or maybe there's a special coming that they that they're in but i do think we're going to see some more of these characters that's my prediction my prediction is we see ruth i don't know what to call her yet you know until we find out what version of the doctor she is, it's hard to, to name her as a doctor, but Ruth doctor, um, we're going to see her again and we're going to see Jack again in this season or the special connected to the season is my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I, we have, we have so many loose ends. So we have the timeless child. We have the Cyberman. We have the master that's still floating around out there. We have Gallifrey. We have Captain Jack now. We have the Doctor, Ruth the Doctor. Um, we we have these things just hanging out there. Um, we have the Alliance. We have the thing that went back through time and space to confront the Cyberman. It, it all has to come together, right? It's all connected. And who knows? Maybe we do have to wait until the, the series finale to see all of it brought together. But I have this sneaking suspicion that we will see. I don't think we're going to see any lingering questions going into Chibnall's third series. Um, that that would be surprising if we so, did. That would be really surprising. Two questions. Number one, do you think that we may have just been presented with a future version of the Doctor that will have that will be the main doctor eventually. 
Is there a possibility that we have Ruth as the main doctor in, you know, a season past when Jody leaves? Yes. Okay. I think that too, actually. And I think maybe they're, I think maybe it's an undecided thing, but I think if she plays well, if, if the fan reaction is big enough, um, if she comes back later in the season and it's a huge hit, I fully expect them to be considering this is, uh, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's have her on as the doctor full time for a while. And I, and and honestly, just shooting from the hip by saying that, I think I'm saying that Jody is a past version of a forgotten doctor. Like she, she is the, she is the past of Joe Martin's doctor. Okay. So Joe Joe Martin Martin is a future. So maybe what Whitaker, the next one possibly, or just somewhere in the future. Somewhere in the future. Okay. But Jody would be the forgotten doctor. It would be a weird thing for them to do if they were going to end Jody Whitaker's run and not have it be a regeneration into the next doctor. They've never done that. No. Yeah. So if they just suddenly, you know, she ends and then they jump into the future and have it be Joe's doctor, um, that would be a weird transition that they've never done before. And I don't know how I'd feel about that. Yeah. If they decided that she's the next regeneration, hmm, that'd be interesting. And uh, kind of let me know how that how that works, <laughs> you know. Yeah. How does that work, um, you know, in explaining how it works? But um, I do Some think memory that's stuff. a possibility. Some memory stuff. So, and my other thing I was going to ask is, what is, I want one bold prediction. I think I gave a couple. So I want one uh. from you that I can hold you to. So later on I can be like, you were wrong. <laughs> a bold a bold prediction yeah what's a bold um, prediction with something that's going to happen this season based on what we've seen so far uh ryan dies like what oh oh something like that well anything um, anything like a character dying or maybe one of these you know something to do with one of the big reveals that just happened what what's something that you're i mean you're you've been throwing out the whole parallel universe thing you think I know, the... like that's that's my big prediction that Joe Martin is the oh how how about we do that Joe Martin is the timeless child. Ah, see, that's something we didn't talk about, but I, I've seen some pretty good uh, theories around that, which I actually think that that is a that's not too uh, AKA the Veilyard off base. No, <laughs> not the Veilyard. You can't say both. Yes, I can because they're one of the same. You think the timeless the child thing. is the Veilyard? Yep. Nah. They they it, he was a uh, what was it? The a time tot? Is that is that the right is that the right thing? I'm going to get I'm going to get classic who checked right now. Um I don't know enough about the Valyard. that I I read if I read something cuz I wanted to kind of make sure I knew a little bit about it. But it didn't feel like it fit, you know, it's kind of an amalgam of, of all the dark side of the doctor all into one thing. Like it doesn't sound right. I know. I just, I just feel like there's, there's some threads there that we could probably tease out to explain what we're witnessing right now, especially in regards to like being fully convinced you're the doctor and kind of like that amalgamation could possibly check out as being the exact same person at the end of the day um, when scanned, but I don't know. I'm taking to heart that Chibnall said that 
this is the doctor and that they wouldn't have credited her in the credits as the doctor unless she was the doctor. Yeah. And so I maybe... think that's enough for me to not think that it's any kind of weird explanation or some kind of clone thing or alternate See, universe. It... Like I just think it's the doctor. And I had all my thoughts before, before Chibnall, before I, you pass that along from Chibnall. And that's where it's like, okay, then something funky has to be up with Whitaker, right? Everything mm. is a lie. Nothing is true. She was told she's the doctor. She's not like no. something. Oh, you're so crazy. Did, did we ever witness her regenerate? Like Chibnall regenerate into Jody, or did she just literally fall from the sky in Chibnall's clothes? You mean, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, Capaldi. But... Oh, yeah, Capaldi's clothes, my bad. Oh, yeah. oh, man, now you're making me question because I'm trying to remember what we... Because, like, we, we don't... showed it. We have, no, we, we see here, like, the finalizing of their regeneration, right? No, you're right, we do see her. Shoot. They always show it. I mean, that's, like, a big yep. thing. Crap. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to explain this. I do. It's just not going to happen. Anyways. It's gonna. I mean, they'll give it to us, and I have. I think it's gonna make sense. I don't think anyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that doesn't work." Like, I think it's gonna make sense. Whatever they decide to tell us, it's gonna be good. Uh, I can't wait. Old prediction: Clara shows up in the season finale with Lady <laughs> B in their TARDIS, the Flying Diner. Anything's possible at this point. And Danny Pink is there. He's the lone Cyberman. They went and got him out of the afterlife because that yep. man is dead. No, he's not dead. He's dead. He survived. He's like Batman. They just have another person playing him. <laughs> he lives in Clara's memories and the, the crab face, crab dreams or whatever. Crab dreams. He's yeah. in that giant uh, Time Lord hard drive that Missy was playing with. Mm. Danny he's, Pink. I don't know if he got five full minutes, but he got some mentions. I, based on the length of this episode, he probably got more than it was worth. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I apologize to people that are listening that um, I'm not going to edit this. This is too much. <laughs> we're, we're probably clocking one of our longest episodes ever. But this oh, is either. the type of episode, the the episode we're reviewing of Doctor Who is the type of episode that, that you know needs this kind of... It's what gets us excited about this stuff, and we, you know, we want to talk about it. So it was. Give me your ending statement on this episode. How are you feeling about Doctor Who in general at the end of this episode? I'm more optimistic about the future of Doctor Who than I've been in a long time. Um, I like Doctor Who. I, I try to find the best in it, even when it's not really entertaining me as much as it has the potential for. Um, I was starting to feel. Like the way that they were deciding to do the show was starting to get to a place that just wasn't, wasn't what I, what got me into it, you know, wasn't what, you know, they, they stopped, you had a whole season and they kind of called themselves out on it, but they had a whole season with the first season with uh, Jodie Whittaker where they really didn't talk about Gallifrey. They didn't talk about her, you know, where she was from or like her companions had no idea and they turned, they were kind of going away from that stuff and we didn't get um a classic villain until the what till the, the dalek right wasn't that yeah. the first yep and it just felt like oh man they're kind of going a different direction i know a lot of people were loving it a lot of people were jumping on because maybe the way that they used to do doctor who wasn't doing it for them but it was definitely starting to get to the point where i was just like oh you know like i i love doctor who i always probably will but it's not exciting me 
right now as much as it used to. So this is the first time in a while that I've really gotten excited. This And it's definitely the first time in Jodie Whittaker's run that I've gotten as excited about an episode as I am about this episode. This is by far my, hands down, my favorite episode that that's in Chibnall's run and Jodie Whittaker's run of the doctor. Yeah, I, I agree. I, the last series, there were definitely individual episodes that stand out to me as being really well done. Um, but overall the series felt like it was lacking something. I think all of the some things that the last series was lacking have all been packed into this one episode. And Similar to what you mentioned, I'm far more excited about what's to come than I have in a long time, um, than I have been in a long time. There's, there's so much, there's so much anticipation. There's so much, um, so many lingering questions. I'm, I'm puzzling through all the different pieces, trying to, trying to connect dots that probably make me sound like I have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm okay with that because it is so much fun to to have an episode like this that allows you to do that and allows you to spin crazy theories that that connected absolutely nothing in the end of the day um it feels like this episode felt like doctor who to me and it it brought something back um yeah i'm i'm stoked i i this was the fifth episode so we have like five left um and then probably a special, and and probably assume. a special, yeah, maybe, maybe a Christmas know. special. I think I I read somewhere uh, that they were looking to bring back the Christmas special, so we might have to wait a long time. Um, but but we're in a good spot right now. Like I could I could take based on this, I I definitely want to see more uh, into next next series and the series after and. It looks good right now. Yep. And I think that there was, I think there were there. I've talked to some people that had kind of stopped watching it that after hearing some of the stuff that happened in this episode are kind of coming back, you know, trying to do, trying to catch up. <laughs> They're like, Oh, I guess, I guess I got a whole season or more, you know, I, I not, and this isn't people that dropped off, when Jodie Whittaker got cast, this is people that dropped off as far back as Capaldi, you know, yeah. there were people that didn't love Capaldi's run. You know, I think once Smith left, it was a, he was so popular as the doctor. It was almost impossible to really cast somebody that was going to get everyone excited. And when they went with Capaldi and they went with an older gentleman, um, they were kind of breaking the mold again and they took a risk. And I loved Capaldi as the doctor but not everybody did. Yeah. And then they took another huge risk when they cast Jodie Whittaker and changing up the, you know, the way the show works and, and doing something new that had never been done before with the doctor. And I think that they have to do that kind of stuff from time to time, keep it fresh and, and kind of break the mold, but also sprinkle in some of this, some of the, nostalgia and the feel of the older stuff that people did love and i think that right now they're doing a really good job 
you know, with this season, even with the what they did with bringing in the master for the first couple episodes, and that could have been enough. Like there could have been a whole, I could see an entire Capaldi season of Doctor Who where that's the big thing, right? Yeah, they bring back the master, and that's it. That's the big yep. thing. This season, we're only halfway through, and they've already done. They brought back the master. They brought back Jack Harkness. Now they introduced a brand new Doctor and completely blindsided us with it. And it doesn't feel like too much, right? No, like, it's just it's just exciting, and it's and like may, hopefully they didn't play their hand too early, and then the rest of the season's kind of boring, you know. But if they've only if if we're only five episodes in, and they've already given us this much in the and really what gets me excited about Doctor Who and what kind of sold me on the show was the lore, yeah, you know the the lore of the Doctor and the and the fact that it's this person that when they die they can regenerate and there's this planet they're from Gallifrey and they're a time lord and when you go away from that that's when I start to lose interest as a viewer when you stop talking about that stuff and this season they've I mean they've been giving me spoonfuls of it so I'm all I'm all I'm I'm all in right now and hope they continue down this path with, and I love Jodie Whittaker as a doctor too. I've, I've, there isn't a doctor I haven't liked in the, in the modern series. And, you know, there's things I like about them and some I don't like about, you know, others, but overall I've really liked all of them and I really like her. So I hope she sticks around and I just want more of this lore that they're starting to show with her and kind of showing her looking at Gallifrey and kind of how emotional she gets and stuff. That's, what I like to see. Yep. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Well, we awesome. have, we've talked and talked and talked about this episode. I don't know where we are on time, but I think this, this might be a record. So, and the, the thing is, is that we could probably keep talking and oh, we probably will absolutely. keep talking yeah. after we turn off this recording. Yeah. So we'll end it for, for you, uh, for, for those of you, um, I know our episodes tend to be about half this length. So bonus content, <laughs> if you're still around, I know Jason is all right. I think we'll wrap up and, um, man, I don't even want to say all the out stuff. I'm too tired. <laughs> you guys know where to find us. We're on Watch iTunes. Enjoy it. Yeah, rewatch the episode. Um, and we'll be back in a week to talk about what comes next. Thanks.